finally, then what would you say to those supporters who will be very excited watching this right now? Well, um, I'm delighted to be here. I'm not sure, I think my smile probably tells them that anyway. Um, it's obviously the club that's been in my heart for a long time. And I know I've never forgotten that and never will. Um, but once we go beyond the emotion, which I'm very keen to go up beyond very quickly because I want to work. So what they can hopefully expect from me is a manager that's a young manager that's going to give everything, every hour that I can in a day um, to work hard to, to bring a team that the, the fans can be proud of because this is a competitive club. It always has been in the, in the modern era um, and I want to remain competitive. Um, I want to try and help with the younger players, try and get them into the squad and see players because I know fans really relate to players that come through the academy and fill the club and I'll work hard to try and bring success to the club. club, club, club. I'm gonna hurt this guy, man. There's nothing more that I wanna do than hurt this guy. If I if I could beat him up for 14. But the ass gonna watch us. But the ass gonna watch us. But now, nigga, ain't gonna stop us. Hold the ass, got a chopper. Hold the ass, got a motherfucking chopper. I just might put the grill in. I just might bring the Chevy out to hurt feelings, to hurt feelings. This for OT, Open Locker, Brown Subs, NCC. This for Pete Ryan, Lil Vanna, Winwood, and AP. This for Seminole, Lil Hater, Liberty City. What's going on? Welcome to the All American Chelsea Podcast. I am the captain, the leader, the legend of all things you see. All America Chelsea, what's going on? It's your boy Christian coming back again to you live from beautiful Miami, Florida, Dade County 305. Stand up for our boy George Masvidal. With a five-second knockout in the UFC, UFC 239. Oh, my God. The third fight on the card and knocked him out in zero, five seconds. That's destiny. 3.05. I had to start the podcast like that. I had to start the podcast off with Jorge Masvidal, with Frank Lampard. I had to do it. I had to do it. And as a matter of fact, this is the second time I recorded this portion of the podcast. So the first one I recorded, it was before I had done the edit, before I had put in the intro music. And I was like, yeah, me, 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 me. And then I hear it back. And I hear our new manager, Frank Lampard's voice. I hear... Jorge Masvidal saying, I'm going to hurt this guy. I'm going to hurt this guy. And then I hear the actual fight, the whole knockout. That was the audio of the knockout. And I said, I got to do this again. My energy is not right. I have to do this again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a weekend. What a weekend. First of all, before we get into the weekend, what's going on, everybody? This is the first kind of the, not really the first episode of season two of the podcast. It's really the second episode, but the first one that you're hearing. Reason being, I recorded episode one with Sadiq, the man behind Worldwide Chills, and my audio was a disaster. A disaster. And I was attempting to clean it up, and I did a, a lot of good work with it, cleaning it up, but it's not perfect. So I need a little bit more time. The absolutely episode will come out. I might even just put it out sometime this weekend, even though that the information we talked 
uh, about getting Frank Lampard, you know, the eventuality of having Frank Lampard, as opposed to this one, Frank Lampard is already our manager, but whatever, I mean, it is what it is, um, and the important thing, it gets out, and I absolutely will have my boy, my brother, Sadiq, back onto the podcast, um, but guys, what an amazing, amazing, amazing weekend. Uh, I mean, amazing last couple of days for Chelsea Football Club, for world football, for American football. Right now, I'm watching the USA versus Mexico in the Gold Cup. It is 58, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27 um, minutes into the game. Uh, Christian Pulisic for the first half was putting on a show and it continued in the second half. I kind of took my eye away from it when I started doing uh, the edits to the podcast, but the man's been balling. I'm so excited. So many, the excitement around Chelsea Football Club is ridiculous. I mean, so many things. You got Nini killing it on YouTube. You got Alex Goldberg still. If there's anybody that has all in of the Infinity Stones, who is Tony Stark, not even Thanos, who's Tony Stark, spoiler alert, with all the Infinity Stones wrapped firmly around each and every single fingers, it is Alex Goldberg. I don't see anybody. Listen, I, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm trying my damnedest. This guy has raised the bar to another level um, with everything that he's doing. And I love it. I absolutely love it. A rising tide lifts all boats. Uh, with what Lewis is doing at 100% Chelsea with his new club, started a club, Imperial Wharf. Um, it just It's just a good time, man. It's a good time. There's a lot of good vibes out there. There's a lot of good energy out there that people are putting out. Guys going to university, doing good in school. New jobs, new careers, everyone is moving forward, man. It's just a lot of good vibes, man. I'm just so happy that that everybody seems like everybody is on the up and up. I mean, we all have our problems or we all have our little things, you know, in our life. I mean, I'm no different. You guys don't even want to know all the shit that I have piled up. But there's so much good vibes if you take a step back. If you take a few steps back and look at the big picture, man. So good. So, so, so good. So what's going on, everybody? As you can tell, I'm so excited. Jorge Masvidal put on a show. Put on an absolute show. I've been a fan of this guy going back to Freestyle Fight Academy where he trained with Kimbo. I was supposed to, me and my boy, we were, it was really the only gym that we knew of um, that you would we would go on to Google. It was the only real gym that we knew of that trained mma and, and and the two brothers that own the gym they you know they competed in the ufc little did i know i had marcelo garcia i had american top team i had so many other guys down here in miami but they were one of them and i mean you had kimbo at the time over there too so it's so proud of him to put our city on the map so I mean, not even put it on the map, but like on the map for the UFC, but just so proud to have him be representing us. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. So, I mean, without getting uh, continuing to, to, to ramble on, I'm still, you think after one whole year of podcasting, I would have a handle on my rambling and just my blah, 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 blah talking so much but i don't still got to work on that so 
for today's episode of the podcast. I have uh, Feroz, a.k.a. Lil Freezy, a.k.a. Ferozy, a.k.a. Feroz, a.k.a. the man um, that's an inspiration as a content creator, a fan just like you, just like me, that made the jump um, through his content from our side, the fan side, the supporter side. Uh, to an actual professional all through his content so i get into that with him on how he started his youtube channel what was it like to make that jump um and we had an awesome conversation man he is such a good dude i absolutely will have him anytime on this podcast any single time and we get into it, we had an awesome conversation <coughs> oh shit i was sick again a few weeks ago again sick my wife is sick my son had strep throat like a week and a half ago. Always sick, but whatever, man. I'm a horse. Can't, can't, can't keep me down. Especially, especially, I signed up for the gym. Wait till I get into the gym again. I'm going to be posting pictures, posting videos of the workouts at the gym. What I'm really, what I'm really excited to do at the gym is, you know, hit the heavy bag. I haven't, you know, Worked on the heavy bag in a minute. The boxing heavy bag. Working on my kicks in a minute. I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, man. Just getting back into the gym. I've already... What? Shit. I started sometime this year. I was 237. Your boy's at 217. So what? That's 20 pounds. Got to get down to 200. 191 for the next phase of my life. So that's big news. I haven't really... I've only told a select few. But that's the next step. Wait till you hear that one. So that's it, man. Um, I really don't have too much more uh, for you before we get into the podcast. So without further delay, here is the homie Feroz, a.k.a. Lil Freezy. Make sure you listen to all the way through the podcast so you can get the inside joke and look out for his new album, Birthday Beats. I'll talk to you guys at the end of the interview. All right, what's going on, everybody? We are with the man, the guest today. We have Ferozzi. That's my bad, Obi. <laughs> I love how I specifically mentioned that to say that, and you said exactly that. Oh, you know, I have a great feeling. This is going to be one of the best podcasts. I, 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 I We're I, here bro. with Ferozzi. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what, man? I don't even mind if you leave that out. Like the fact that how I specifically mentioned that. <laughs> Done. I, everybody, I start. So, so behind the scenes, everyone. Uh, before we actually record the interview or whatever, I talk to the guests. I make sure my levels are good, and I specifically ask each and every single person, "How do I pronounce your name?" Because it's one out of respect, and two, I don't want to look like an idiot. So. You know, my bad, Feroz, uh, Feroz, Feroz, Ferozy, Feroz, the man, the homie, goes, oh, yeah, 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 it's, um, the way you pronounce my name is Feroz, but, uh, you know, I, I, as long as you don't say Ferozy. <laughs> and he exactly says that. Oh, what is <laughs> Oh, my God. So, homie, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You would appreciate it, bro. Just no, no, no. Thank you. Uh, the pleasure is, is all mine, bro. Like, this is a, for me, this is kind of, 
like uh like man like i got the homie on because i remember i remember watching your youtube edits the, yours were the first ones that i saw i mean like uh, later the homie tigs you have cfc videos but i i mean i think you were before them am i wrong nah yeah, you're, you're right bro i because i started actually around i would say 2007 2008 then i took a two-year break and i started again properly in 2010 so i was one of the first ones i would say in the Chelsea community when it comes to like making montages and all that, all the other good shit. Okay. So now mm-hmm. you just, now, now you just, uh, now I got to ask the question. Yeah. What is it? Is it a, what you do? Is it an edit? Because I've seen it called an edit, but I've never yep. seen it called a montage. But yep. in actuality, that's what it is. It is a montage. So which well, one is it? Coming from the Godfather himself. <laughs> well, honestly speaking, it's so complicated because a lot of people do just come up to me they go like oh you know love your edits love and i do like that but i prefer it as uh when people go by the term like content creation or storytelling because as much fun i did have making those like two three minute edits i have also made like you know long i would say documentary type videos such as against all odds when you won the champions league Mm -hmm. good old days so i find it more about storytelling because storytelling for like me personally is an art which is really underrated but i'm glad nowadays you know the term is being used a lot more uh people are getting much more uh credit you know so that's that's how i see it and that's how i take it because montages and edits are good but, you know, I just preferred, like, the whole content creation, storytelling. and Because like, people don't realize, like, how the planning goes. Like, for instance, a prime example is for for the podcast. People would just be like, oh, it's, it's a podcast, right? Like, like, let's listen to it. But they don't know the work that goes into it. Like, the editing, the uploading, posting at the right time, and all, all that thing. And, of course, I'm sure you have, like, you know, a notepad. You have, like, your points. For the specific podcast to get, you know, loosely, things loosely. across. Please yep. don't give me so much credit because <laughs> I've been on podcasts where where I, I've gotten actual notes and stuff. What we're going to yeah. work. Uh, it, and that is a professional podcast. What what happens here is it's just two people kicking and two people yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. Like this is the loose, the yeah, loosest, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, definition of a professional organization going over here. Uh huh. No, but my, my initial point was like, there's still so much hard work. Like even yeah. though not at the, for the actual podcast, like the actual conversation where like you and I are having right now, which is so cool, but the other shit that goes into it, like behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. That, that's, I, that's my take on it. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So, man, like, damn, like, y- you know, I always look at you. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, guys like, you know, the homie, everybody knows, Nini FC, everybody knows what, yeah, yeah. Th- that guy was the guy that put me on. He's always going to be the big homie. Um, mm-hmm. But guys like Alex Goldberg, guys oh. like, uh, you know, the London is Blue podcast, yes. different people that I look at us as outsiders. Mm-hmm. that are not uh, associated necessarily with uh, the team and not necessarily associated with uh, media like ESPN and, you know, BT, whatever, what have you, and go, so on and so forth. Guys like the true Jordy, but yeah. more so like outsiders that made the leap. Coming back to you, you, I think you might be 
one of the first ones that made that leap from as an outsider a fan into you know onto the other side where you're doing actual work for the team and work for 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 you know for, I, I, I don't, you know I keep I'm looking for another word but I think I said no it. no no I get the what team I'm like you know like, like from like I would say the uh social media to traditional media i think that's what yes, you're referring yes yep, yes yep, from yep. from social media from traditional media and social yeah, media yeah. the umbrella meaning youtube and yeah from the fan to actual professional that let's let's that's the term you're yep, the first sure. one to make that jump or one of the first ones no oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, mm. I i think i was one of the first ones uh and it was really exciting it still is exciting uh, but there are, uh, it's, it's funny cause I'm going back to the initial question cause it's, it's like, you just get to see the difference because when you are in control of your things, yeah. like you have so much freedom to make whatever you want. And when you go to the other side, you get to see like all these rules and all these restrictions <laughs> and you go like, Oh, Oh wow. I, I, you know, I'll tell a funny story. Uh-huh. Um, so basically when I got my first gig, it was for the Champions League final, I think 2014 or 2015. That was one of my first big gigs for UEFA MasterCard. So they told me to go, you know, make a montage. I was like, okay, sweet. This is up my alley, so why not? And it involved Michael Ballack, which is pretty cool, considering he played for the greatest club in the world. <laughs> and... I just made the montages. It was a pretty much, uh, it was pretty much a thing where you make an edit uh, for um, the final, but you have to show the fans and how important us fans are, of course. And that's what I did. And I felt like the video was amazing. I, I, I'm not trying to sound like arrogant, but I felt mm-hmm. like it was amazing. So I gave it to them. They're like, "Oh, it's pretty good," but there's this one problem. I'm like, "Okay, uh, what is it?" They're like, you see, our sponsors are Android. And one guy in the crowd, oh, you know, the crowd man. of 70,000 people, that one guy is holding an iPhone. Can you not? I was like, whoa. Are you <laughs> like, kidding me? Are you kidding? Like, exactly. I was like, I initially thought, like, the reply was, like, you know, a wind-up because it was my first time, you know, being on the other side. And then they're like, no, like we seriously, I'm like, you can barely see it. It's literally the, the video, the clip of that specific moment. There were about like 70 or 80 fans. And out of that, they're like, I did, in the end, I understood why. Of course, you know, of course. You know, you know, the spot, but it's just crazy how like the tension or detail and all these rules and things. So both sides, bro, have their pros and cons, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can I can absolutely relate to that story. I'll t- I'll tell you a personal story. Um, my I, I worked for my father and his company and uh, the family business for years. And yeah. The family business or my dad's company at the time was office supplies and office furniture. So, um, because my dad still does business with uh, this customer, well, I'll leave it as this customer, but it's not important. Yeah. The customer was using um, in the meeting, and if you can imagine, it's a big, giant uh, boardroom, and the products that were on the table, uh, the office supplies and stuff like that, were the di- were the direct competitor to Ooh. the customer that my dad's 
uh customer was trying to get so the 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 the, the company that was um uh they were trying to get in a new client Mm-hmm. Their direct competitor was what was being used at that company, and oh. so literally, <laughs> my dad lost the customer ninety uh, percent of the business because yeah. oh. the client was like, "Listen, um, we really need this huge contract," and yeah. they their their guys are at the table going, "Hey, you guys are using our direct customer, our direct competitor, and unless you lose them." As a, oh, <laughs> as, a, huh. as a vendor, you can yeah. never, we can't work together. So yeah. that was that. It makes, makes sense, but it's crazy. It's, it uh, is 100% crazy. So <laughs> um, before we, ju- guys, and everybody listening, they're like, well, enough with your chit chat. Get into Chelsea <laughs> stuff. I, hold on. Pump your brakes. All right. This is, this is it. to me, this is interesting. And this is my show. So we're going to talk about the stuff that's interesting to me. So That's perfect. <laughs> I mean, if you don't like it, if it, people, if you listen to it, you don't like it, start your own show and and have the man on. All right. So, I mean, what the hell? I get the, I get the. Sometimes I get these messages like, uh, "What are you talking about?" This, like, this is my fucking show. Like, what, what do you want from me? Oh, that's epic. <laughs> so, uh. all right. So, um, I want to ask you a specific question. Ask me anything, brother. All right. So, on YouTube, like I- I've seen a ton of content creators. Um, get copyright um for these edits and montages and and, and yes. these videos that that, that they get and, and I just completely understand that. Yep. When it comes to the Premier League, now have you made any edits for the NFL or the NBA or any other sports? Because it seems like those guys, like I watched. A 45-minute video the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm an NFL fan. And this okay. guy broke down the play of a of a, of a guy in the NFL. And mm-hmm. he was using all copyright footage. And this guy has, uh, I think he's like 800,000 subscribers. His videos get like 200, wow. 300. Like, what, what, like... How do you, how do you navigate that? Because I've always wondered, like... Um, I, I mean, it's no secret on this podcast... I don't. I use I use music. Music. Mm-hmm. It, I come from the music industry. I I should say I dabbled in the music industry a little bit. Oh, nice. So okay. I I kind of again fringes. Don't think that mm-hmm. I have a Grammy trophy or whatever. <laughs> I have Drake's number in my Rolodex. No, I dabbled mm. in the music industry. But uh, like I so I understand copyright. The way copyright works quickly, at least for music, mm-hmm. if there isn't if it's gonna cost me more money to copyright you or to to message you about using my stuff then Mm -hmm. then i'm just gonna leave it alone nobody's i'm not big enough yet i'm looking forward to the day where i get that first email like hey stop using my music because Mm -hmm. that means i'm big enough but till then i'm gonna keep using copyrighted music as opposed to youtube youtube is very strict on that they have algorithms that filter that out so when you're making these edits and stuff how do you like at what point did you like? How did you, you know, balance that that uh, that t- walk that tightrope of using, you know, copywritten stuff and not copywritten stuff? How did you how did you navigate that? Oh, uh, it, it's honestly, it was so um, easy at first, bro. Like mm-hmm. the first few years, didn't know anything about copyright. Just posted normal Coldplay songs, you know, the things that were popping, going with the clips and all. Everything was Gucci. And then I would say around 2013, 2014, where I started getting a lot more traction for other videos as well. 
that's when I got my, like, uh, I wouldn't say strike, but that's when I got my first warning. Uh, like, yo, you're using copyright shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, uh, maybe it's just one. <laughs> I, sh- I should be good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I still continued. And then I got, like, you know, a few more warnings. I was like, okay, what the hell do I do now? <laughs> and interestingly, I think I am one of the only people that uh one of the only chelsea montage makers or storytellers that came up with the idea as to hey what songs can i use that i know that aren't copyrighted in the in a way where i can upload it on youtube and use it for my clips not in the sense of like stealing it and shit Mm -hmm. so i was like okay uh and i got another idea how can i how can it benefit the other person so I was like, I got like, let me just look for covers. So mm. this way, I can credit the person, whoever made the mix or whatever cover they made, and use like the same song pretty much, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So that's mm-hmm. one thing I did do, and I still continue to do that. But then slowly, I had to switch to like instrumentals and all the other shit. Like it is a pain in the ass, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. And there is a reason why now, for the past, I would say, like, couple of years, I've been doing animations. The whole reason I started, I love this question, because the whole reason I started doing animations is because even the video montages were getting copyrighted by the Premier League, as you said. And I just did it like, yo, let me just do a drop by one on my laptop, mouse, whatever. And surprisingly, that blew up and... Ever since then, people are like, oh, just, you know, animations, animations. I was like, whoa, this is such a big loophole because I own my shit now, mm-hmm. you know? So that was a big thing. Because here's the thing, bro. Like, you, the shit you do, it's like, it's all you. You don't need, like, okay, sure, you, like, the base, the focal point is Chelsea. But if you do want, like, when you do get your audience, you can just, like, talk about anything in the future. Whereas for me, it was all, all actual clips. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, uh, if this gets blocked, I'm screwed. But thankfully, somehow I figured shit out at the end, you know? <laughs> dope, dope. That's yeah, yeah. like, it, it, and, and you brought up Coldplay. I yeah. distinctively oh. remember the the Coldplay uh, video that you did. I think it was with Hazard or, you know, it's the, the song, You're a, um, a Sky Full of Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when uh, Chelsea won the Premier League, and yep. I'm, I like, yep, that, that's when Chelsea won the Premier League with Mourinho of the. 14, when he came 15. back. Yep, and towards the end for the montage, like right when you're lifting the trophy with Hazard and all that, that's the song I did use. That is correct. I, I distinctively yes. remember that. Yep, <laughs> yep. Oh, I, I I listen to a ton of podcasts and okay. and uh and one of them is it, um all, the guy uses music all the time. I'm like, but bro, like. I know yeah, yeah. that guy is getting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of downloads. Yeah. And there's no way he's paying licensing on... on. No, it's so tricky, bro. Like, the there's whole no copyright... Way. The whole copyright thing is just tricky on all aspects. Not just YouTube. Like, it's on Twitter as well. Like, see, in a way, I know I shouldn't compare it, but, like, accounts get suspended because of yeah. the whole copyright shit. And half of them don't. It's all... You need to sort of figure shit out but at the same time like play it safe um like you're you're doing smart right now like just keep using it until you get your first warning and then you know just try to find another way i guess but it's i i just don't man 
I, I now again, I, I keep saying this, but I'm going to go back to the first question. Like, how I do, or should I say the second question? How I do think it's really stupid, but after being on the other side, I totally understand why they do it. Like, why? Because at the end of the day, bro, if you make a song and someone randomly uses it, you'd be like, sure, it's cool because it, it is your song, but at the same time, you're like, uh, yeah, but like, Yep. I never give the person permission. Like, yep. You know, it's why it's all those things. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And I mean, f- f- forget permission because that can yeah. go in all different ways. I mean, like, um, uh, so uh, for anybody that's listening, th- this is how, I mean, if, you, if you're if you a content creator and you're, you know, because you're making edits or you're doing music or whatever and you're trying to use other people's stuff uh for your content i mean i'm the again i start every podcast and end every podcast with music i understand how this works so my for me i'm just i'm so small that by the time somebody catches wind i I, i'm looking forward to that day because then i make the switch over then now finally i'm big somebody's paying attention you know on the next level Mm. but listen the way it just put yourself in the mind of of a content creator perfect example hey. uh Rose, can one of your animations that i don't know how many hours do you spend on an animation that little one that you did of eden hazard that was how long like a minute or so that you yeah. put on twitter how mm-hmm. long did it take you to do that i would probably say about nine to ten hours okay nine to ten yeah. hours and that was for mm-hmm. chelsea correct that was for gold.com gold.com uh, perfect yes and, and it, it was the 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 really uh tough thing for this was that it is all these animations that i do for these big companies is that it's really time sensitive so they want it as soon as the goal happens i get a text or whatever get to work so they want it as soon as possible because you know how shit is when it, when it's trending, it's trending, right? Yeah. You want you gotta the get thing on the way out. Exactly my point. So for these quick animations, like I just did one on um, Alex Morgan, <laughs> the one of her sipping the tea and stuff, and she yep. scored against uh, England. England. Yep. Uh, and same thing. As soon as she scored, I'm like, okay, this is one of those iconic moments where it, it needs to be done. And I, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna get into it because. I'm discussing this, and I, it's sort of off topic, but I am so angry, bro. I am so angry because I just told you about the whole time-sensitive thing and yeah. how important it is to get shit, you know, when it is popping. And I spent like 10 hours doing that Alex Morgan thing. I sent it over to Bleacher Report, uh, and everything is good. I post, I sent it to them around 4 a.m. and around 4.30 a.m., Everything besides Twitter goes down. Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, WhatsApp. I'm like, no, no, no. So they ended up posting my shit, like the animation off like Alex Morgan on Instagram and WhatsApp after like 12 hours. I was like, are you when kidding? There's no, when the wave is over, it's done. Because it's, it's not even that, bro. It's like a lot of people get impressed by the things that are or like when I animate them and they're popping because they go like, whoa, he did it. Like, how... Intent, what? Like exactly, that's the reaction I'm looking for. Whereas for this, I'm sure they were like, "Oh, good animation for us." Ah, okay. It took like 24 hours. To, okay, not bad. Not bad. The, I don't want. I got so pissed <laughs> up, but thankfully, you know what? At the end of the day, Twitter was up. 
So at least I got some credit on that. Yeah. You know? Well, where, where, where I was going with this is, yeah. so you've heard the man, it takes him 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a paid gig, so there's monetary involved. We don't need to get into that. But yeah. can I um, just take one of your animations for free? And then I'll just, what I'll do is I'll just put my name on top of it. Uh, can I can I, can can is that okay, my man? Ooh. <laughs> and that's why we have copyrights. Yep. <laughs> oh man. And that's why we have copyrights. So yeah. again, take it from somebody. I understand what I'm doing. I know. I know what I'm doing by starting the podcast and ending the podcast. It's only a matter of time before Drake comes knocking at my door. But that's hey. exactly what I want. I want Drake to knock on my door. That's exactly what I want is Drake knocking at my door. Because imagine for me to get to the point to have Drake knocking on my door, I'm doing something good. First. So moving on, take me um, and this will segue into Chelsea talk. All right, guys. So you can put your pitchforks down and your torches down. Chelsea talk is coming right around the corner. Take me to. OK, so you are like me. You're sitting on this end of the fence you're a fan, you're a content creator, but you haven't made the jump into the other side, the side that everybody wants to get on. Yes. You don't need to tell me necess- I don't need to know the details. I want to know what you felt when you get that email, that WhatsApp message, that DM from and you see it from CFC. It's Chelsea Football Club. It's confirmed. It's not a gag, it's not a gimmick. It's literally Chelsea because you've done work for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? Give me the emotions. Take me there. Take me to that spot. Take me to that moment. Oh, man. You know, dude, honestly, man, it's the, the silence should say everything, dude. <laughs> like that, that exactly was my reaction, pretty much, you know, because when you think about all these things, you go back to, you know, the past and just go like, wow, this is the club that I've been supporting for the past, you know, 20 so years. And now a chance to work for them or just make something and be involved. It's just crazy. It's crazy at all levels. But then you also have to be grounded and, you know, just be smart and go like, I am good enough. I know that sounds arrogant, I. But you know what, man? That's it. Hard work pays off. You know, it's, it's, it's that that's simple. Is what it is. It, it goes it back. To, it, it goes back to Drake talk, dude. Like there might be, I would say, ninety nine percent of the people who would be laughing their ass off listening to you saying that. But I know, I know, bro. Like if you say something, put it out there. Whether it's the podcast, whether you write it down, work towards it. It's so doable. It's so doable. Anything is possible, man. If you are realistic, I didn't know last year I would be having breakfast with Frank James Lampard. Oh my! People God. would be laughing if I told them that twenty years ago, not twenty, ten years ago. If I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I would meet Lampard. Let alone joking with him, being involved in a documentary, laughing with him. Like having breakfast, sitting on the same table with him and all these other Chelsea legends. It's it's just bizarre. But then at the end of the day, bro, when you look at it, at the end of the day, as surreal as it sounds, everyone is human. Like, you know, that's that's the thing, man. All of us are the same. 
me, you, Lampard, Greg, it's just the same thing. We are all the same people. It's just that some people, in the sense of like, they are legends for who they are in their career, but you know, we're all humans, man. That's that's, that's the mentality you should have. You, like it, being grounded and being humble is so important because Lampard is that exactly. There's so many people who just go like, oh, they're, they're too big and all, but the best at attitude is like yo you know what like i worked hard i've achieved this and it's all good but at the same time you have to be respectful to everyone bro unbelievable unbelievable mm-hmm. and there it is yeah. everyone you we've made it we've made it you're here yeah chelsea course. talk chelsea hey. talk we did hey. it everyone round of applause hey. so i mean it, it, what's insane at that conversation when you were sitting down is that a you've made it to a table and you're surrounded by chelsea legends surrounded i mean you're next to frank lampard you're chopping it up laughing you're having a great time with frank lampard but yeah if you would have told that man hey one day you're gonna be the manager of chelsea you would have said yeah sure i am gonna <laughs> be the manager of chelsea i know that they know that yeah, we yeah. all know that but mm-hmm. if i if you would have told them next year you're going to be the man of Chelsea. I would love to know if he would have believed you. Now he would say yes. But yeah. would he actually believe you at no that time? No way. No, no way. way. I don't think so. Even if he, I, I, like, I would say this to his face. I mean, no way. There is no way. Because Nobody, I didn't think it was. There's who so saw many meaning? variables, bro. Like, it's if anything, I, I think that the majority of the fan base, this includes you. I, you cannot see a like. This includes everyone. Even though I did say majority. But I think this includes 99% of the people. We all saw if there was going to be a legend becoming a Chelsea manager, it would be John Terry. I said Frank the same. I, well, I I've yeah. always thought I knew I, I could say that you're right. I saw I know yeah. I know John Terry will be a manager of this club one day. Whether he's the next manager or three yes. or four manager, he's gonna be a manager of, of one billion percent. But yep. th- that's for sure. And I mm-hmm. I naturally assumed that. Frank Lampard could do that. Could be a manager of Chelsea. I mean, if any, just the same way I uh, naturally yeah. assume that Didier Drogba, that any all the legends could yeah. come back and be a manager mm-hmm. one day. But I will say that I was a hundred percent certain that it would be John Terry first. You know, I I uh, thought I was a hundred percent certain that he would be I, the first one. I honestly thought it would be John Terry and then Frank Lampard as the assistant or Drogba, like. I just never saw, I know this is going to be pretty like bad, What uh, people are going to get angry at what I'm going to say. I never saw Lampard as a manager, just like I never saw him as a captain. I mean, am I happy he is the manager? Oh, yes. I don't think I've been this happy since like Mourinho came back. I would say, of course, mm-hmm. winning the title, winning the trophies is nice. But in terms of like getting someone like as a man, oh, I, I just know it's going to be perfect. But, like, I never saw it coming at the end of the day, you know? But, like, yeah. it happened, so it is what it is, and I'm buzzing. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, um, I've I, always maintained that I, I I, have no problems with him being the manager. I have, yeah. I, I, before the press conference, I was, I had a feeling of it's too soon. I mean, we all knew that this day was, for the last three weeks, we've known that Frank Lampard was going to be the manager of the club. But mm. it... it I always thought it was too soon, but when I saw him talk on 4th of July, I don't know if it was yeah. because I was out, it was the 4th of July, I, I don't know what it was, 
But when I saw him spoken, what did he say? Really, if you boil down his words, what did he say that any manager wouldn't have said? He said, trying to make a, a connection with the youth academy. Yeah. I've heard that before. Mm. Where have we heard that? We've heard that before. That yeah. doesn't, I mean, you know, we've heard before the lone players can come back and young players and old players are going to, you know, have a fair shot under, under me as management, but that does, yeah. that's nothing groundbreaking and mm-hmm. on and on and on. all the points he said weren't groundbreaking. However, I don't know what it was. If it was his face, it's the little things, bro. It's- I like an example. I'll give you like, ex- you're saying the face, but uh, an, an amazing thing that I loved that I loved, like I, I, a few journalists that I know who are at the presser, it's like Lampard looked at them, smiled, like, oh, hey, hey you know, hey, Allison. Uh, and I'm just like, wow, he just, he knows the name, familiar faces, mm-hmm. the, the jokes, those those lighthearted things, just the overall mood. Uh, you mentioned this uh, right when the podcast started, like how, um, you know, you give out good vibes, you're going to get good vibes out, you know? It's just like you're going to give and you're going to get back. Positivity spreads, bro. Like, it's. It was all shown at the conference, even though it was pretty much 90% of like what, like, we've all heard normal, it before. In, in, in all sports, like he mm-hmm. spoke like a manager. I've, I've heard yep. the same thing he've said. We've heard it from, you know, NFL coaches. We're going to, you know, yes. incorporate experience and the youth. But, you know, we've heard it in all all coaches and managers speak the same. But there was something. I don't know what it was, man. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's knowing that it's Frank Lampard. Knowing it just seems perfect. It seems perfect. And I honestly, I, I, I'm the, I will tell you right here, right now, before mm-hmm. that press conference, I would have never thought that I would have felt that way. I said, yep, Frank Lampard. I've been on three podcasts. No, you know, I, I want to say the same thing as you because I was like, oh, it's really I, – I was really happy. But my excitement, I don't know, after just watching those like those questions being like asked and just watching the conference for like 40 minutes, I was like, wow. Like, what did I just witness? It, this is it, the it right was, guy. It was, it was beautiful. It was I, I I like I tweeted this out and uh, like a couple of people were like oh stop you know stop like uh, being so cringeworthy I'm like no it's I don't know is this something I'm, like I'm in love like, like <laughs> I, I literally just looked at him and I was like smiling and I'm like oh Lampard this is actually happening you're the manager of Chelsea Football Club you're answering everything perfectly it was I don't know man. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I, I, I feel the same. I don't know what it was. I, I really don't know. Maybe because, you know, we're so used to, you know, Maurizio Sarri and then we had Conte where they need an interpreter. And, you know, uh, like yeah, even even Jose Mourinho, he has his way of speaking. I, I don't know what it was, but Frank spoke in a way that made me feel like this is all going to be okay. This is all going to be okay. This is the guy. Uh, the club. The club breeding Petr Cech. And you know what was funny? <clears throat> I was talking to Sadiq. Sadiq. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and then, uh, well, I'll explain in the beginning portion or the end portion of the podcast on why the episode of Sadiq didn't go out, but it had to do with technical difficulties. I'm still going to put it out. It's just not going to be. 
it needs a lot of work. There's a lot okay. of background noises, and it's gonna be it's gonna be put out. And and I've already spoke to Sadiq about it, but it, it, there was a reason why. Um, okay. But either way, I said it to Sadiq that how funny is it that this team has been uh, criticized and labeled as a team that um, where the players are dominant, player power. We've heard that term for how long? And oh yeah, it's been a minute. Hey. And then you look yeah. at it, and the players are are now in power. You got Petr Cech, <laughs> you got Frank Lampard, Bakalayu's coming back. That is Drogba's that is a great back. point. That is <laughs> like, an amazing point. The players have achieved the ultimate goal. You know, the, the the final thing they need is is an actual player to become the owner of the team <laughs> to be the board. That's the only thing we're missing. So. How hilarious. Uh, that is crazy. It's 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 insane. But you know what, man? That player power discussion that was being discussed for like I would say seven, eight years. A hundred years if that like. yeah, well true that, but I feel like that player power was a lot, a lot better. And that was good player power. It sounds weird, you know, saying it out loud, but then this player power, you know, that was happening in recent years. Because those those guys are legends, you know the John Terrys, the Frank yeah. Lampards, the Drogba's, the Czechs, the Ash. Like those guys are, I would say, legends. Whereas you know the past few years, whenever you know we had like those weird years when I know what you're, with, like, I 10. know exactly what you're saying. The I know exactly was what you're really saying. Weird and uh, don't that worry, was I'm gonna. Toxic. I'll say it for you. I'll say it for okay. you. Okay. I, and, and stop me if I'm wrong or if, okay. I'm, if I'm putting words in your mouth because – but I know – I I felt it too. Listen, guys. I honestly believe um, – and uh, let me set this up. I don't have to tell anybody who knows me, who knows uh, – who's heard this show what Eden Hazard um, meant, means to me as a Chelsea player – um however when it comes to the player power thing it, it always struck me as that that was turned into a negative thing when he was actually the star of the team when we didn't have a John Terry when we didn't have a Frank Lampard when we didn't have an Ashley Cole those last 2 to 3 years it felt like it was turned up to 11 and and I think because he was so amazing um, for us on the pitch, it kind of, and because he is kind of soft-spoken, mm-hmm. that it kind of, you know, it was easy to say, no, it's William. No, it's Pedro. Yeah. No, it's somebody yep. else that's the, that's the player power. Hey, um, hey, hey, you, you cannot, you cannot forget, forget about Keppa. <laughs> Keppa. It's always, you know, Keppa with that whole thing. Um, oh, that was funny. That was, but oh, I, I, I yeah. do feel like... Um, I might be wrong. I'm sure I'm wrong. As a matter of fact, I hope I'm wrong. But it wouldn't surprise me if there was something there. Maybe because I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it no, is. No, no, no. I, I, I hear you, bro. I, I definitely, I want to say 100% agree with you. But I would say probably like 70%. It's You bring up some good points, bro. Uh, there's some players, like for instance, for me, a guy who I really liked and i don't like when people abuse him um i just wasn't too happy with some of the things i heard from him uh, i'm talking about gary cahill like this past mm-hmm. season 
like those something's uncalled for. Um, and don't get me wrong, sorry, our you know old manager was not perfect by any means. He was doing a lot of stupid shit when it comes to Cahill as well. But I guess if you are the captain of the club, and same thing, you know, Aspie, I love the guy, but I don't see him as captain as well. It's just that there's a whole mess, and I feel like a lot of things do happen behind the scenes. I'm not saying I'm in the know by yeah. any means, but it just seems so obvious. Whether it's Hazard or the like, the Williams, Pedros, it's, something is just so weird and toxic for like Drogba Lampard you know they had the club like they did everything they did for the club they wanted to play every minute the whole thing with AVB was like oh you know what man like we're not getting to play that thing was really weird and strange because that player power people understood since a prime example was when we lost to Napoli away right before we made the incredible comeback. Yep. Ashley Cole, Lampard, all these guys were benched, right? And a lot of people didn't understand why, because the players that were playing instead of them were not better than the players being benched. So that was really tricky, whereas oh now, it's like, it's like now, it's, 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 it now is really frustrating because a prime example is, Ash, uh, not, not Ashley Cole, a prime example now is William playing, Pedro playing, when Hudson Adoy was, you know, showing signs of yes. being the next big thing. And sorry, just was not playing him, not playing him. And it just sucked how he did play him, like, against Spurs. I don't know if I'm wrong. And as soon as, you know, uh, the window got shut. Yep. Back to the he's bench. Like, yeah, back to the bench. And then he, he realized all this shit too late. And then he was playing Ruben and Hudson Odoi, like the last few, you know. He, like One of our best games was when he lost to City in the final. And Hudson Odoi and Ruben were like really good in that game as well. And it just yep. sucks because it's just, it's like player power was winning last season as well. Like he was playing players just because they are who they are. And I genuinely believe with Lampard coming, I know I keep saying this about any manager, I said this about Sarri and all, but with Lampard, I can guarantee you, he has the club like first. He just thinks about the club first and he knows what it means to play for Chelsea. He knows what it means to play like, you know, from a young age at this big club. And he knows he knows the head of Ruben, of hudson Adoy. Of Reese James, all these guys. Mason Mount. Pretty sure. Exactly. The list goes on. And I feel like I have never been this confident when it comes to youth. I know, I, like, not just me, you, everyone sounds like a broken record. Oh, you're going to finally play there. You're going to finally play there. Like, there's no point winning all these trophies at youth level and not having a chance when you have the likes of, like, other players at Spurs, at United with Rashford and all who did get a chance and who are doing decent. And while we have the best youth, we didn't play. I, I genuinely believe Lampard has got this. I am not scared, worried at all. Hudson will probably sign his contract within a week. Well, today Ruben signed it. Mm -hmm. So it's all looking happy days. Despite the transfer ban, we are like, we're in good hands for sure. Yeah, I, I, um, I agree now. <clears throat> What are your expectations? And this goes, uh, this go. I feel like this goes hand in hand with the uh, with the youth lineup and and in yeah. in moving on to a new future of using the the academy. What are your expectations for the team this season? 
your expectations, I, not what do you think I, it's gonna happen. Well, what do you what do you expect? Um, I should say, but let me take that back. Yeah, define a successful season. Um, barring the obvious, we win all the trophies, we win the Champions League. Barring that, what does a successful season look like to you this season? Successful season for me would look like I'm actually gonna go like the other way totally for this question. I think that being and showing a long-term project, this this term project has been used for a while now, but clear signs would be Ruben, Hudson Adore, even Tammy, mm-hmm. Mason Mount, these four or five players, and of course there are a lot more. Like there's so many more. Reese James, exactly. Zuma, uh, Ampadu, yep, yep. yeah, Christensen. Yep, yep. It just goes on. But I, I don't want to name everyone yeah. because if we do play everyone, I don't think we are gonna finish too high. But I feel like if he just mixes and matches and just plays these youth players a lot. I mean, a lot starts them most of the games. And we do end up finishing, I would say, fifth, sixth. I would, for me, that's a success. Yeah. Uh, honestly speaking, bro, like, uh, I know that sounds crazy, but if there are signs shown of this actually, for once, being a rebuilding season, because I've heard the term rebuilding as well, like, for the past, like, God knows how many years, and there have been no, no signs of rebuilding. But, like, a rebuilding for the proper future, for the proper, like, next. I would say five years at least, then I would find it re- like, you know, find it like really successful. However, if he does just play Hudson and and Ruben and maybe like Reese James and not a lot, probably like 50% of the games, which is still fine by me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somehow the band gets reversed. We get like a few other players and, or we stick with whatever we have and we play those same players and we do finish like third. That's a success as well. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm along those lines. For me, yep. a successful season is one: we don't get relegated. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everybody <laughs> could say, "Oh, yeah, we can we, we we win all the trophies." Of course, that yes. that's a success too. But if we mm-hmm. don't get relegated, and he really decides to find out, not in training, but in actual game time, mm-hmm. who deserves to be in the first team next year from the academy i'm talking about you know the mason mounts the the tammies the 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 reese james the zumas the all the the list goes on and on we all know who we're talking about Mm -hmm. but if i I agree with you you Mm -hmm. know if he shows that we that you know just find out find out who they are because we are going to have a competitive team i mean if you write down i think this team will look very similar the lineups that we get from week in week out uh, will look very similar to a sorry put put together uh, with mm-hmm. barring Christian Pulisic coming in um, and him replacing you know William or Pedro and mm-hmm. finding out what's going on who's gonna be on the left side um, in in and Hazard's vacant spot um, yeah. Barring those two things, we're gonna. This team, I think, is gonna look very similar to to yes. Sorry's lineup. But if we find out what the hell we have in the cabinets of 
Mason Mount of our youth academy moving forward. Because look, business-wise, if we can fill in the roster just with the academy alone, let's just say for the sake of argument mm-hmm. that you got guys like, I mean, you got guys like Bakayoko. You got guys in the roster that at worst, we get rid of the Deadwood, William, Pedro, Danny Drinkwater, uh, who else is considered Deadwood? Can I, can I? Can I can I say Cahill? <laughs> Cahill, but I think he's gone. But I yeah, I I, yeah. I still, oh yeah 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 you you are right he is gone he is or, gone. Yeah. But yeah. don't be surprised if before the seasons. Well, no, he's gone. He See? can't be registered as a player. We're in a transfer mm-hmm. ban unless he yes. comes in for no. <laughs> Does a transfer? Wait, how 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 old is he? Thirty two. 32? Okay, never mind. I was going to say maybe he would come back like as one of the staff members, but no, nah, he wants to play his football, right? So, yeah, okay, he wants to mind. play football, but even so, he's he, right. his contract is up, so mm-hmm. he would be a new signing for 19 and 20. Wow, okay. Yeah, he's he's gone. Then. He's gone. He's gone. He's, yep. he's, he's gone. So, um, yeah, there goes that. I, I, I contended that I suspected that he, you know, don't be surprised if you see Gary Cahill show up, you know, a day before the season starts, but now he's done. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if at the very minimum, what I was going with is at the very minimum, we find, we move on the Deadwood. We have all of our Academy players fill in the quote unquote position, Deadwood positions without having to buy anybody. That puts that mm-hmm. that saves money. That saves of money course. and allows yep. us to go out next summer. Next summer, we're looking at this. Realistically, we're looking at Eden Hazard was sold for 140, 140. 88 of yep. it was due up front, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. 88 that was due correct. up front. Morata was sold today for 60. The Queen mm-hmm. Marina Gavaskaya. Pulled hey. off the deal of a lifetime. Come yep. for the queen. You best come correct. Yo, she's amazing. Have you met her? I have not met her. But if Seen I do, her? I would shit my pants. <laughs> I would shit my pants. I would. She is so intimidating, bro. Like, apparently, I know John Terry denied it. But I think there was something in that thing where she told literally, like, uh, to John Terry, right? Take it or fuck off. Apparently, right? You oh you heard about god. that, right? Oh, <laughs> the oh contract thing. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Uh, yo, he didn't. He denied this. I think like a month or two ago on uh, Instagram. He's like, "Oh, it's a lie." But I'm sure there was something in this because there's so many stories about her. Like oh he, he just. <laughs> you know what? As a matter of fact, I don't. I don't want it to be des- denied or d- I don't want to look into it. I'm gonna believe it. Yeah. It, it makes <laughs> me feel better to believe it. I'm believing. Yes. It. It's so like it's. It, oh man. If we if we if we just. We we can go into next season uh-huh. with money that we that the club is not even spending, not even using, uh, uh, not not even using that they already allocated for the transfer for this summer and for January. Yeah, you have almost hundred and fifty mil with Morata and Hazard. Yeah, I feel like like Lampard probably was also saying like, "Yo, don't appeal the ban." Because there is no one in the market that really is like, whoa, we should get him. 
I mean, it, 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 I mean, I I cannot think of anyone that goes like, wow, that's gonna be like a big signing. Uh, it's I don't know, man. Uh, maybe um, maybe if it, it, maybe like if you would have said like a month ago when Jovic was available, sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I cannot. There are no names. Sure, like don't get me wrong. There are potential buys, like people who can go out to be big stars. But there is no ready-made star that is gonna be like I wouldn't say cheap, but that is young. And I wants to play for Chelsea. Unfortunately, that's not the case anymore. Maybe in a year's time. I mean, we got Pepe out there that he's going to Yeah, like the Pepe. I was going to mention Pepe, but I'm like, because he does want to play for Chelsea. And I don't know. I think who won him now? City or some club? Or Liverpool after, is, is Liverpool, after right? Yes. But I don't know how that's uh, going to that, work. That, 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 that's going to be so tricky. But I still feel like if we do get Pepe, it's going to be a really tricky situation with the whole Hudson Adoy and mm-hmm. then Pulisic and maybe get more youngsters in from the academy. I don't know. And I just feel like Lampard would probably prefer to sign next year rather than go like, you know what, like, let me just get someone who might be good uh, for this season. And bro, let's not forget clubs. If like they don't have a release clause on the players, if it's us, they're going to ask for like 40, 50 yeah. more because they know we are desperate. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's how I feel. Yeah. No, I just think it, it, it overall, Yeah, we could go in, we could set ourselves up next summer that we're finally looking to sign two to three players, the right players that we could actually spend serious money on getting the right players that overall benefits us. Um, yeah. And puts us in the right direction. Uh, I, I just, I just personally would like to see the club, um, go in that direction because we could set ourselves up. I mean, it, it, I'm willing to to argue that that was what was happening when we had Oscar, Mata, oh, yeah. Hazard, uh, oh. KDB, Lukaku. We were being oh. set. I mean, imagine if we would have lined up one day, you know, one day with with Salah on the right, Hazard on the left, uh, uh, Lukaku. We had uh, KDB in the in the yep. midfield, you know, and mm. on and on and on. I, I, that's what we were being set up towards, and that went to shit. Uh, mm. So, but if we can get ourselves going again with one of those rebuilding, and this could be it. This could be the summer or the year that we take the first step into next summer. Just imagine. Yep. Chelsea Football Club going into a transfer window with four hundred million dollars to spend, two hundred from this summer and two hundred from this summer and winter, and then next mm-hmm. summer's two summer, a uh, summer and winter. You know, I mean, you have you'll at that look at the landscape. The landscape will be Real Madrid just spe- bringing in five guys. They just brought in Jovic, so they have their striker sorted. Hazard. Uh, uh, Rodrigo, some guy Rod- named Rodrigo. Rodrigo, yeah. uh, they got um, uh, Mendy. Mendy, Mendy as well. Yep. So they they've uh. they've signed players. They've signed five players. So the the likelihood of them going into next window to looking to spend for another five, it, I don't know. I mean, it's Real Madrid, no, I, but because because when you were talking about this as well, I was thinking our goalkeeper role. We are set for the next like. Five six ten years. years, yeah, exactly. Six um, years minimum because it was under he signed a seven year. Of course, then for the you know full back, five years. Have, 
Reese James, defenders, Zuma is back as well. Like defense, I think they're good to go. Yep. Then uh midfield, let's see, Ruben. Um we're free, we're flooded yeah. in Kante, midfield. Kante, Kante, Bakayoko, Mason Mount, um of course Jorginho. Jorginho, uh, you have Danny Drinkwater. I mean you have Yeah, I know like the midfield also I think we are in good shape. Wingers, Polisic, uh William, then Hudson Adoy. Pedro, you have. Uh, I would. I. I mean, like Pulisic and Hudson Odoi are really exciting, of course, and maybe someone from the youth might just get a chance because I know Lampard. Trust me, I have a good feeling. It's not just the youngsters that we know that we are naming, but he's just gonna pop some. He's just gonna get a youngster from the academy. Go like, you know what? You're gonna get a chance now, like a youngster that not a lot of people have heard of. That's what I feel like is gonna happen. And then for strikers, this is where I'm concerned because the only guy that man M- Michi is a tricky <laughs> Michi. I don't know. I-, I feel like he can do good for us. And Giroud, I like him, but uh, with the new players around him, I don't know if he's gonna get the golds. And I I, I feel like we're we're riding a lot on uh, Tammy Abraham. I think he's gonna get a proper chance. Uh, what do you, what do you feel about the whole striker situation right now? I think it's um it's it leaves a lot to be desired. Yes, yes. To be elite. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It leaves it leaves a lot to be desired to be elite. But again, we're not like what's our know, objective? Right? What's what's the yep. objective? Is the objective to win the Champions League? That's not gonna happen with the strikers that we have. At least mm-hmm. I don't think I don't see it happening. But we've seen crazy shit happen. But what do we have in our strikers? We got Tammy Abraham. We have Mishi. Let's just say next next summer, Tammy Abraham and Mishi decide to stick you know, or, or prove themselves. They stick around. Giroud is is gonna go. Who else? We we have three strikers. Yeah, because Morata was sold, so we have three strikers. So hmm. we're going into this season with Tammy, Mishi, and Giroud. Giroud won't be here next season. I, mm-hmm. I didn't. He, was his contract for one year or two years? I think uh, one year. One year. I, yeah, I think so. I could be wrong. But regardless, he's not going to stay he's, for... He's just not going to stay. He's not going to stay. Yeah, yeah. So let's just say... Let's just say that next summer we're looking at Tammy and Mishi. One of them not sticking around and we have to buy two strikers. Right? Mm-hmm. We have $400 million. $200 million. We, we have $200 million. Let's say we don't spend any new money. Yeah. Next summer, we have two hundred million dollars to figure out a striker. I'm okay with that. You know, <laughs> our midfield. I mentioned Danny Drinkwater. Let's say Danny Drinkwater sticks around for one more season, or by, all of them are not sticking around. I even, cont- I even think that I wouldn't be surprised if Jorginho's not around next summer. I wouldn't be surprised if. If uh, uh, eventually Ingolo Conte is not going to be around, I don't know if it's next mm-hmm. summer. Listen again. Everybody knows what N'Golo Conte means to me. I've always said yep. N'Golo Conte today can put a transfer request to go to Tottenham. I still love the man. He yep. can do no wrong in my eyes. But eventually N'Golo Conte is 27, 28. Chelsea hmm. might look at him and say, hey, we bought him for 30. We got PSG. We got Real Madrid. We got this team. We got that team coming in looking to give us 100 for him. And you know mm-hmm. Marina is going to get every bit of 100 for him. And we yeah. make a seventy million dollar windfall. I still on feel him. like I know I I like I know where you're coming from, but I 
still feel like, besides Hazard, and I, I keep saying this, I, I definitely know what you mean by like, oh my god, like so much money, she'll turn it down. Main reason is because I feel like if a if a player, besides Eden Hazard and maybe Robin, there's been no player that has wanted to leave Chelsea and he's a first teamer. Yeah. Okay. That's that's my take. Like there's no player. Probably um Robin. I can't think of anyone else. Uh, maybe I guess Courtois, but that was a whole different scenario. Stop, 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 stop. On this podcast, that name is never said. Not his first name. The snake. Yeah. He's referred to as the snake. Yep. Um, so that fuck the is... snake. That's all we need to say about that. I don't need to say I'm, anything. I'm, actually, I'm really glad he's gone. But besides, I guess those guys, there have been no players in recent times where a first teamer wanted to leave the club because, it, it, as Lampard said, like this, this, this is one thing he said that's so crucial because I don't think any manager did say this. Whether you're 18 or 35. You want to play for Chelsea like no one else. That yeah. this is this is the start and this is the finish. There's no, you cannot get you cannot go higher than this. This is the highest level, and that should be the mentality. It shouldn't yeah. be like oh, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Don't get me wrong, they are big clubs, but hey, Chelsea, if they genuinely want to and are smart enough, which they haven't been the past few years, because every time, bro. Every time we won the league, the next season we just uh, like we just didn't improve in the window. We're like, not nope, let, let let's just not back the manager. Boom, disaster. Same thing happened with Mourinho, Mourinho then yep. Conte as well. We need to be smart. Like, listen to the manager. Whether it's investing, whether it's like another thing, you just need to listen and back the manager. Otherwise, why get him? Yep. <laughs> it's that simple. It's just crazy. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And I think actually this is. This is quite kind of like uh, the the transfer ban. We're kind of getting our our bad season, you know, yep. after a championship out of the way, and we're going yep. in with one with Frank Lampard, with commitment. Uh, next summer, the team will be forced to sign. So I think we're in. We're yeah, in- you know, like <laughs> expectations are going to be so low as well. Because it's weird because it is Chelsea people are going to expect in that sense, but us fans, realistically, you know, Hazard gone. No transfer, like, you know, we can't make any transfers right now. And then it's Lampard, new manager. We're going to play a youth. That's why a lot of people are not expecting, you know, us to do really well. But they expect, like, I would say, like, fifth, sixth, fourth, fifth, sixth. Around that, like, bracket, I would say. I think you're 100%. I think you said something by when you brought up what Lampard said and what you said. It's okay for us fans to have an expectation of fourth, fifth, sixth. Not it's okay for me to say as long as we're not relegated. However, yeah, yeah, yeah. what Lampard said is a hundred percent true. There's no bigger club than Chelsea, whether you're eighteen or thirty-five. If you're getting a paycheck, even even you, even you for Rose, when you get a paycheck, a deal from Chelsea. You're expected at that moment when you accept the, the sign on that contract to be to produce the best that there is in the world. Yep. So if you're, I personally believe that if you're getting paid by Chelsea Football Club, whether you're a, a steward, whether you're a, a secretary, or whether you're 
you know, a first teamer, Frank Lampard, yep. anybody. There's a standard. There's a There's standard. There's a standard for you to be number one. And if you're not doing everything within their power to to be number one, you need to be gone. Mm. Yep. I loved when Frank Lampard during the press conference they asked him, "Did you meet with Chelsea about the standards?" He said, "I don't need to do that. I yeah, know what the standards knows. are. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what the standards are." And, yep. and 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 I what I took from that is, I guarantee you, Frank Lampard would be the first to say that, "Hey, if I'm not up to the standard, get me out of here. If I'm mm. not meeting the standard, I guarantee you, because he knows exactly." what it means to be uh, a member of Chelsea Football Club at any capacity, he'd be the first one. If I'm not meeting the standard, I need to be out. He mm. also said, this was also, I also caught this too. He's like, well, there are variables. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are variables. But you know what I'm saying? He knows. Yeah, he, yeah. In the same no, breath, uh, you know, he knows. He, he knows the club. He doesn't yeah. need anyone. That's why when they were saying, have you ever called... Uh, any managers for advice? Like why? Like, sh- sure. In that sense, maybe down the line he might have a question or two for some fellow managers. But he's like, why? I know this club. I know everything about this club. Whereas for Sorry, Conte, I'm sure. Even Mourinho, I'm saying even Mourinho. There are some things in London or some things about the club where he isn't too familiar with. Because as a manager, it's different than as a player. But this guy has been on the other side. We keep talking about the other side when it comes to media or the location, like yeah. you and I, this podcast. But Lampard is the guy who's been on both sides. Yeah. Like, that is so important. That Absolutely. Is, it's not that he's just been a player. He's been a player for the greatest club in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> Facts. Say situation. it again for the people in the back. Say it again uh, for the people uh, in the back. This is the greatest club in the world. Yes. He himself <laughs> said this in the Champions League. I like I, I love that fight. Oh I my that. god. That's uh, what I'm talking about. Did you see the pictures today? The man was wearing a bib in training. He was out there moving I around. Mean, hey, hey, hey. Like if the band wasn't set in play, I wouldn't <gasps> have been surprised if he would have signed himself as a player manager. <laughs> He, I mean, <laughs> holy shit! I didn't even think about you that. know, like that. That, that, that would have been such a Lampard move, like last minute we get a penalty. He goes, like, yeah, you know what? Let me make a sub. Let me come on. You know, holy take this. Shit, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh my god! Hey. Oh my god! So, all right. So we we I think all right. I think I think we covered Lampard. Now, let's move on to some other news. Let me ask you a question. Go for it. What is your expectations for? For one, Kalamatsunadoi's recovery. Uh, what what are your thoughts on it? And two, oof. what do you expect from him this season? Oh, oof, 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 I'll, t- oof, I'll start oof. it off with mine. Uh. I one am excited about his his uh, imp- you know what he's been doing in his recovery. All the pictures and that he's posting, yes. the videos. I love it. I knew the moment that man got out of surgery that he was. On fire, ready to go to get back onto the pitch. I am cautiously optimistic. I don't want them to go too far. I don't want him to rush too fast. There is no rush. There's no difference in coming in day one uh, of of you know for game one as there is to coming in game ten, uh, game twenty. However, there is a big difference on you coming back too soon. 
and re-injuring yourself and now being out. I, I, I did not know if you watch Ball, but like KD. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know. Of course, that, of course. KD is done un- for, for yeah. until next season. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Like the whole, it's this injury is, is so complicated. It's like my, this for one, me, this and, is the scariest one. And exactly. And the thing with Ruben as well. Well, Ruben is. I'm not worried about him because he's a powerhouse and he like he knows he can shield the ball, pass, and all that. Whereas for Hudson, it's like what us fans loved about this guy was that his pace, his agility, the way how like he moves the ball, how quick he is, that burst of pace. It was insane the last like last season. It was insane to see him mm-hmm. like, you know, do things with the ball, especially bro in preseason. Oh man. Oh my all God. of us were like him hazard the partnership you gotta oh. see it probably like once or twice you know which is so annoying it's one of those things where it's like what if one of those salah moments one of those de bruyne moments but you know what man i i was gonna say i'm not worried that's the only thing i'm worried about and that's so important because i guess after a game or two i can answer this man because that thing I feel like might affect it, but still, I feel like he'll be an important player. I just hope, I hope I'm wrong. And he just, you know, nothing has changed. Knock on wood. I think <laughs> I, I, I've said this before on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm so scared. Yep. A few years ago, back in 2014, I um, tore my meniscus. I had a knee injury. Tore my meniscus. Uh, stretched my ACL. There was a little bit of damage, but not, point being, no surgery. Um, it was just um, what took me the longest was getting my mind back. I, 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 in, in, in telling myself that, hey, you're fine. The doctor mm-hmm. says you're 100%. There's no need to baby your knee. There's no need to be mm-hmm. so cautious. You're 100%. If it's going to you're going to blow your knee out again, it's going to happen again whether you're cautious or not. Mm, my knee mentality. was my knee was according to the doctors healed after like 6 months. I didn't feel normal and believe that it was healed for more than mm. a year. Mm. Um and that with Hudson Odoi, I'm not worried about that at all. Okay, at all right. All. I like that. I like that. Good to hear. Making me feel better. <laughs> With Ruben, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know. With Hudson Odoi, to me, he looks you know? like a warrior, like somebody. Yep. Somebody like you remember hearing the stories of John Terry jumping into a locker room, and there was a what was it? Who did we play? Was it? Was it Manchester City? I know it happened. Manchester City versus United, a fight between Guardi- Pep and and, and Jose. Yeah. There was a fight where John Terry got in there. I, I don't know. And 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 John Terry went in, and then like five people came out with like black eyes or something like that. Whoa. I, there was I, a, there was. I may be exaggerating a little, but I know there was a fight. And the the story goes, there was a fight or something in the locker room, something, something, something after a game or halftime or whatever. And John Terry went in and people started coming out injured. Whoa. (laughs) I don't know if Hudson Adoy necessarily is like a a, a martial arts master, but he has that. I can see it in his face. He has that, that anger, that, Mm -hmm. uh, that whatever that is, he has it in him. And 
I know I could see it in his face. I know that he is. The, the, the thing is, bro, like I, I love what you're saying. I hope I'm wrong. But it's just that I feel like as a youngster, one one reason why youngsters are really exciting and good is because the one thing they have that a lot of people that have played football for many years don't is fear. They just don't have fear. They never yep. did have fear. Like if you saw Hudson was probably the only player because even Ruben last year, uh, this past season, he's he got injured. I like think three or four times or even more. Yep. And Ruben was like always every time he comes on, he does really well, but he just he's not showing that like. Whereas uh, no, he shows a bit of fear. I saw I feel, yep. but don't get me wrong, he's yep. a boss. He dominates the midfield. Whereas for Hudson, when it comes to running. Because he never got injured. He he yeah. never, like, this is the first time playing in the Premier League, the biggest league. He's just like, you know what? I'm I'm a kid. I'm freaking good. And yeah. I'm faster than anyone out there. I think now, I do agree with you that, you know, like, he's not going to get injured again, hopefully. But there will be something in his mind. Always, like, just, just watch out. Just don't go as quick. You know, uh, that's exactly. I hope, I hope I, I'm, I'm wrong. With you. I'm 100% yep. with you. I yep. know this is why I, I, I've i said it on Twitter. I've said it in this in conversations that yep. right now, the person that I'm, I'm not worried about Callum Hudson and at all. Yep. I'm worried about the people that are around him. Yes. That medical staff, the yes. family members need to put it in his head because Callum Hudson and I'm telling you, I've never spoken to the man. I can only... I've gotten all the information... All this data that has helped me come up with my ideas are strictly from watching media stuff, watching him from afar. Mm-hmm. And there's something about him that I know that he has that self-confidence in him. That yeah, he's, for that, sure. That there's, it's called uh, being too dumb for your own for good. Sure. I wish... I wish Hazard had that. It, I yeah, wish. Yep, yep. And and so what is most important is that medical staff around them that says, hey, bro, we, we are with you. You are going to run through walls like you just did. You just don't need to do them so – you just don't need to so fast. For Take sure. – you know, there's no difference between first game and the 10th game. First game yeah. and the 20th game. There's a big difference from game 20 when we're saying you, you'll be okay to come back or, you know – a year and a half from now where yep. you've re-injured yourself and now you got to come back. And yep. that injury down there, you'll never be the same. Mm-hmm. For sure, bro. You know, Ruben, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, on the other hand, uh, I, again, I, I, sound, I don't want to compare myself, but I also have back injuries too from a car accident. And oh. the back injury and now his Achilles... I, I'm I'm not I'm not necessarily so optimistic, and it sounds terrible to say that I'm not necessarily so optimistic that we're gonna get that we're gonna get a hundred percent Ruben Loftus-Cheek as we I, know, as we I, know. I, I I feel like yeah I agree with you. I mean like in that sense, uh, Hundo when it comes to getting him back, but I feel like what is unfortunately gonna happen with Ruben is he's gonna be so important for us. He's gonna be a star for Chelsea Football Club. However, he's going to be really injury prone. That's what I feel. Yep. I, I I do think that. I, I mean, we see it in. I mean, we see it in sports all the time. 
when you get that label, whether you like it or not, of injury prone, things are just yeah. never the same for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But then again, I'm 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 excited. He sound he signed his a new contract. He's here to 2024. Um, if all goes well, so I'm crossing my fingers, man, because I I truly believe. Out of everybody that was that's on that I've seen with Chelsea recently, he's the one guy that I can honestly say that oh that guy would have been a pro in any sport he would have chosen. He mm-hmm. could have played basketball. He could have easily be in yep. the NBA with the athleticism that he has. He could easily play in the NFL if he knew how. Oh, to he's f- an athlete. Yeah, he's he's, an he's just an athlete. He's like, an athlete. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can't say that for everybody else. Um, mm. even you know you can be an amazing player. Eden Hazard. I don't no. necessarily. I I just don't. No, I I think it's, it's the same for Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, he's yeah, just not. No, Ronaldo. Yep. Ronaldo would have been a pro at any sport he yep, would have yep. chosen. Uh, mm. you know, any sport he would have chosen. I I didn't feel that way for for other players, but you know, um, I, man, I I hope so, man. I really hope so. Uh, another good news today, we had Alvaro Morata sold. I love how you said good news because that's exactly what Chelsea posted as well. <laughs> that was the best. That was the best uh, shade I've ever seen. Yeah, the best shade. Um, I said this on a podcast earlier this year. I don't care if that man goes on to win every Ballon d'Or from now till the day that I die. Hundred years from now, I don't care if he wins every every year. Alvaro Morata wins the Ballon d'Or, the best player. He scores three hundred goals. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want him. I didn't want him on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I felt terrible of saying that. Uh, on top of that, the 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 abuse that he got online was unwarranted. You know. Definitely. What happens between the lines on the pitch is what happens between the pitch. But what people were saying about his family and stuff, wh- whether they had the balls to say it in his face or not, yeah, no, no human being deserves that. One, bro, you're saying everything I want to say, pretty much. Like, you know, there's nothing else I can say because he was, in my in my opinion, like it's just that like things could have been so different if he didn't get injured again we're going back to injury because he was he had an amazing start at the club exactly amazing start and then after that like the injuries the abuse and then all the misses his confidence Mm -hmm. like this like that's when everything like went downhill pretty much everything went to shit but um but i i'm I'm happy that he's gone Um, i'm so happy he's gone because like it was going both ways, bro. Like he was playing like shit. He was, and then in his interviews for Atletico, he was talking shit. But guess what? A lot of Chelsea fans, not you, not me, um, we're just going too far when it comes to like you know, like at the end of the day, we're humans, right? Um, no one is a robot. Uh, people can go play like 50, 60 games per season, sure, but everyone is human. We can read things. Like, yep. it can affect people's mental health. Mental, mental health is not being discussed that much in football, unfortunately. I hope it does because it can affect people. Absolutely. A prime example is Fernando Torres. I, like, his injuries really messed him up, but countless abuse and all this shit is just... why. Like, what is it going to do? How is it going to benefit him? It's, uh, just absolutely. Not, yeah, it's just messed up in that absolutely. sense. Yep. Absolutely. I, I, um... That... Nobody. I mean, I, again, I've said it multiple times. I think there is one of the most disrespectful things that I've ever seen um, on the pitch 
is William wearing the number 10 for Brazil. I've supported Ooh. Brazil all my life. Yeah. All my life. Ooh. And then yes. later in life, I started supporting the United States. Um, yeah. But I've been a supporter of the Brazilian <laughs> national team all my life. I'm 35 oh, years wow. old. Yeah, I started watching uh, soccer because of uh, Brazil 98, uh, Ronaldo. Yep. And then I slowly went to Chelsea from there with Zola and all. But, but oh, him wearing that number 10 <laughs> for that team is disrespectful. Oh, man. Now, does that give me a license to say, William, I hope that you die. I, yeah, oh. uh, your family, the abuse that he got with his mother, the this, the that. No, no. Hmm. No, I cannot like his play on the field and also not disrespect his family. Those things are not mute. You know, they're, 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 they're not mutually exclusive. You know, you, I hope I'm using that term correctly in this case, Yeah. but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't, no, I, no, no, I, I, I know. I, 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 I totally agree with you, bro. Uh, I just, people take it too far. There's so many trolls online. And it's just like, you know, enough is enough. Yeah. You know, just shut it. And I'm glad, like, um, it's even though it's not these enough. These guys are putting, they're taking off their comments. Of course, yeah. Uh, like on their Marcus social Lund media. Mar Marcus Alonso is, uh, did that as well. Gary Kale did that. So many people are getting abused. It just, it goes too far, man. What do you, I mean, you have if you if you have a kid, you're Gary Kale. Gary Kale has kids, no? Yeah, bro. The thing Wait, is, is, like, I mean, for me, on. like, I'll give a prime example, okay? I'm, I'm a nobody, right? I only have, like, 20K followers. Like, in the, in the greater perspective, if someone like me, and I do get abused time to time, I think everyone does. I've got it. Yeah. The thing is, if someone like me can get it, imagine, like, proper footballers getting thousands of messages per day. It affects... And if someone is low on confidence and you read that shit, oh, my God. Like, what what else is going to happen? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I... It just... You know, again, and it'd be one not, and we can. I don't want to continue going on because this, yeah. this is a dead horse. But mm -hmm. like, again, you got kids, and 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 then you're gonna have th these dickheads write stuff, and then the the, yeah. the the thing that's in the that pisses me off even more, it's your own fans. Again, mm -hmm. it'd be one thing when Gary Cahill, where well, we played Swansea and we drew at Swansea away. What was it two years ago? Because of Gary Cahill. We let two mm -hmm. goals in because of Gary Cahill. It's one thing to say, Gary, what the hell? Pull your head out of your ass. Play better. Ba 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 ba. B b b b. That's mm -hmm. one thing. It's another thing to say, Gary Cahill, your children, your wife, your family. I hope from your own fans. Yeah. That's that's a little bit a step. That's too one far. thing. That's why I have a hate, a love hate relationship with social media as well. No. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It, it's both pros and cons, you know. Yep, yep. Mm. So, my man, um, now it's time for the million dollar question. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Here we go. Y y this is it. This is ooh. riches. This is all of your wildest dreams coming true. It is oh, May twenty twenty, the final game ooh. of the season. Ooh. And if you get this correct, all your wildest dreams come true. Uh, all, all of them. All of them. Oh dear God! <laughs> Where does Chelsea Football Club finish at the end of the season? No pressure. Fourth. Ooh, fourth. Yeah, yeah I. You know what? 
Uh, I see fourth. How many trophies? Zero. Zero trophies, four. Yep. Ah, haha. How much playing time? How are you feeling at the end of the season about the youth and the academy's playing time and the first mm-hmm. team? That's really that's the whatever fourth no trophies doesn't matter. That's the question. Yeah, I would be really really happy. I would be over the moon because this will be the first time in a long long time where Chelsea have finished fourth. Fans are happy. A lot of youth have been like played, got involved, and there have been no talks of a manager being sacked. Oh my god. Life is one, good. One season without manager being sacked. And guess what? And guess what? All this <laughs> with a transfer ban. Oh! Oh, oh my god. Wow. Oh my god. Wow. Oh my god. I, I I don't I can't I can't think of a better way uh to end it other than to thank to thank you for taking time to coming on the show, Mister Freezy oh, Free Free Freezy. <laughs> that is exactly how you say it. It's Free- Freezy, Mister Free. Oh wait a minute. So <laughs> you're in LA now. Talk- uh, San, uh, near San Francisco. Near, yep. You're in San Francisco. Yeah. You're in California. I'm assuming yeah. you you went to school in the United States. I did not. I went to school in Canada, actually. Oh, I, I I moved from Canada. Uh, I think three year, three four years ago. Okay, so three, four, yeah. but wait, I mean, but we're in Canada. As long as it's not Montreal, you, I'm sure Canada. day one is yeah. is English. Uh, the Raptors are the champions, and that's where I'm from. Toronto. Toronto. All right. Sir. So so definitely, you went to school, and there was English. My question is. Take me to day one of school and that teacher has to read off the roll call and how are they pronouncing your name? Give me some of the Ooh. best ones. <laughs> you actually pretty much like named all of them. There was one person who said like Freezy. Freezy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Little and Freezy, little yeah, Freezy, come to the yeah, front of the class. Yeah, but the, the best, the best way of explaining my name was like, you guys know what Rose is? Yeah, just just say fur for Rose. Like it's that simple. But yeah, and then like some of them always pronounce the e like you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, sir, it's for Rose. But it was always complicated. Oh like I was always, I wouldn't say nervous. I was like, okay, here we go again. First day, <laughs> I always got Christina. I always got Christina. Oh. Reason being, really? last name first. So my last name is not that long. Cabrera, okay. comma. Yeah. Then my sec, my first name, Christian. But they yeah. would always cut it off. C-H-R-I-S-T-I. Christina was way wait, more popular. Wh- wait, than- what do you mean by cut it off? How can you cut off? What the f- Yeah, like, because, because of the paper. The paper, I guess they oh, were doing it in no. Excel spreadsheet. And oh, they were, and, and, and not to go outside of the box, they yeah. would just cut it, cut, cut off the rest of my name. Christina oh. being way more popular than Christian, teachers just assumed it was Christina. So every first day of school, like Christina, Christina's like it's Christian. It's like, damn it, man, <laughs> come on, it's Christian. Uh, so we share is- we share similar experiences, my brother. But yeah, but b- before we end this uh, podcast, I just want to say uh, a thing that really um, 
thing that really bothered me back in Toronto was uh, this one time. <laughs> like, we had Here this we whole go. PA thing where, like, the speakers, before every time uh, the classes started, the school always announced the birthdays. Oh, uh, this happened in middle school. I was like, okay, uh, today's my birthday, and they totally butchered my name. So the whole <laughs> school, bro, the whole school heard it. I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> and at this time, because I was, I was pretty young, I was like, yo, you know what? I do want everyone to know it's my birthday. Like, oh, okay. I was all happy. Totally butchered it. Like, and then no one besides, like, my main class knew it was my birthday. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, I think I have a new kid named Freezy. <laughs> like, oh, okay, like, shit. <laughs> winter's oh, coming little freezy's here <laughs> well, we had a thing uh-huh. i thought you were going we had a thing in, in in my middle school where if it was your birthday you'd get birthday punches oh yes yes birthday that was punches. the case as well that was that was the case as well so okay. it was it was both good and bad but at the same time i did want people to know my it's my birthday i was yeah. like you know what might as well like it's, a, it's just one of those things that i i yeah. don't mind taking i was a little kid so people didn't like they didn't take it too time, bad on yeah, you probably like maybe like two three people or you know just yeah. like whatever but then other than that i was like uh and most of those people were in my homeroom so i yeah. was gonna experience birthday beats but without <laughs> getting any wishes from any like chicks <laughs> or anything so i was like experiencing like the worst in both worlds <laughs> yep 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 yeah oh, we, we would try to we would try to hide like you didn't want anybody to know it's your birthday okay. and then so you would go through the lunch line and you Ooh. would have to put in your pin to, yeah. to you know like whatever when you go to get yeah. your lunch so you'd be like oh fuck damn, damn it i gotta put in my pin you would put in your pin and we're like <laughs> beep 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 happy birthday and everybody's like birthday like no oh. and it would do it for the whole week it wouldn't do it only what? for your birthday so it would do Bro, it for, you know what for man? the whole week beep this, beep this, happy this, birthday this whole this whole birthday punches birthday beats it's so stupid like when you think about it it's the stupidest thing. Birthday like, punches. I'm, I'm so against. Like I'm, I'm just like, like who would have thought, bro? Like, oh, it's his birthday. You know what? Let me just, let me just start punching. I don't know him. where it you came know, from. It, but that shit this is, is not cute exactly when you... what happened. Bro. I'm telling you, a guy saw another kid. It's his birthday. Pocket yep. punching. What are you doing? Oh, you, you didn't hear? Birthday beats. It's like a new thing. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, like what the fuck? <laughs> that shit ain't cute though. When and people that that stuff started going away in in your twenties. Real oh, fast yeah. because nobody wanted to be on the other end of 19 oh. punches times however many friends you had. Bro, this one kid ended up going to the hospital in high school. Man. <laughs> Damn. I, yo, Damn. like real talk, his <laughs> arms were just like bruised all the way. And he didn't come to school for like a week or two. It was bad. <laughs> and I'm like, Damn. You guys didn't play. There was some big guys who were like, you know, like snapping at other people. But for me, like they were just being lenient. They're like, oh, oh so like God. a little market whatever <laughs> oh my god all right uh, everyone this is the end of the interview with little freezy and, hey. the, uh, and the title of his new album birthday hey. beats this <laughs> is the end of the interview everyone all right what's up everybody welcome back i'm here watching the usa mexico game and i'm excited i'm excited for christian pulisic this guy is putting on a fucking show He's putting on a show. Yes, it's still 0-0, but goddamn, he's the best he's the best man on the pitch. <gasps> oh my god, Mexico's making a ton of mistakes though. Mexico's making a ton of mistakes. A ton of mistakes. Once again, I want to thank the homie 
Little Freezy. Make sure you guys go pick up his new album, Birthday Beats. Little Freezy, a.k.a. Feroz, a.k.a. Feroz, a.k.a. Ferozzi. I had a great time on that episode. I had a great time talking to the guy. What a dude, man. What a dude. Somebody who made the leap from content creator on YouTube to to a pro, to, to an absolute pro. An inspiration. Somebody like myself that would love to make that leap. Others, you know, just like others have. And this guy did it, man. This guy did it by uh, staying true to himself. So, um... That's it. That's the end of the the uh, podcast. I'm going to hit you guys up again on Sunday um, for Monday, July's lineup. Let me let me tell you guys. July, I have I have D-Lord, my homie, my brother. He's coming on next week. We're going to talk Chelsea. Um, that one should be good because we should have a week of uh, preseason training. Um, and um, it should be good. I think we have a I think we have a match coming up. If I'm not mistaken, there should be one preseason match coming up. Let me see. 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 Matches. Yeah. The 10th. So we'll have a 10th against Bohemian FC. I mean, I'm sure that's going to be a cracker of a match, but... You know, Bohemian FC, at least it gives us an opportunity to see um, Frank on the touchline officially as a manager. Then we have another match on the 13th against St. Patrick's Athletic. Um, So D-Lord and I will have stuff to talk about. Uh, After D-Lord, we got Simon Phillips. After Simon Phillips, we have Joe Tweedy. So we got a jam packed month of podcast um for you guys i can't wait and i'm putting together the roster for august um it's gonna be fire season two we're going to a new level new level um speaking on a new level i gotta apologize to you guys um i don't know if you're gonna hear it or not i'm trying to do the best that i can in the episode to hide it i tried to do the best that i can to hide it but there was a nasty buzz a nasty buzz in the background under from Feroz's uh, vocal track. I, I don't know what the hell, where the hell it came from. I, I, I really don't know. But I'm going to do everything in my power uh, to search and destroy that buzz. Because it's been the bane of my existence uh, going back to last year um, in the show. And it seems like it's getting worse. I don't I don't know. I got to figure it out. But anyways... Um, that's it guys that's the end of the podcast uh i'll talk to you guys again soon i love each and every single one of you we made it season two and that's it this show's only going to get bigger and better from here so that's it i love you guys i'll talk to you guys again soon big kiss Never asking why Cast down it was heaven sent and To the church no intent to repent On my knees Just to cry
Then they ask when they're gonna see them. Then they're gonna ask to feel the ghosts, the walls, the dreams. Well, I've got mine. Since we had to be in, when they were only came back to me and they tried. 